Hello and welcome to the Drink and Geek Out podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to episode 136. Hamilton, Act 2. Featuring two Federalist wines, the Dueling Pistols, and Zinfandel. With your host, Saf, and special guest host... I'm back, Sarah. Alright, so... Uh, episode 111, we talked about Act 1 of Hamilton. Yes. So this episode, we're going to talk about Act 2. Correct. <laughs> but Because bef- well, there's two acts. Yep. Uh, before we get to the music, though, we want to talk about the Hamilton mixtape. Yes, because this is very important, I feel like. Yeah, it's a big part of the whole journey. Because originally it was supposed to, we mentioned this the last episode, but just as a recap... It was only supposed to be an album that yeah, he made. it was going to be a, a bunch of songs kind of about Hamilton that he was working on, and he was just going to call them the mixtapes and release it as an album, and it turned into a Broadway play. Um, but the Hamilton Mixtapes is a 2016 mixtape album featuring assorted songs from the 2015 Broadway musical, Hamilton performed by various artists as well as some deleted songs from the musical. The Hamilton mixtape debuted at number one on the Billboard 200s with 187,000 album equivalent units, of which 116,000 were pure. 169. 169,000 were pure album sales. So I'm guessing that's like physical instead of like digital copy. I don't know. It marks the largest sale in a week. For a compilation album since Cruel Summer by Good Music in 2012, and the first compilation album to ever reach number one since Now 50 in 2014. Now There's Now 50? What? That was in 2014 there was 50, so now there's probably 100 of them. I don't even want to know. Um, but some of the artists on it are like The Roots, Busta Rhymes. Because he can Busta Rhymes. Nas, Lin-Manuel himself, um, Ursher... Ben. Regina Spector, yeah, Kelly ben Clarkson, Full. Alicia Keys, Jimmy Fallon, yeah, Ashanti and Ja Rule. They make their non-wanted comeback. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> was asking for them to come back, but okay. Jill Scott, Andre Day. I'm going to... I can't say his name. Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa? John Legend, Chance the Rapper, Francis and the Lights. Common, so... Bunch of different famous rappers. Some people I don't know because I'm not hip. And then Kelly Clarkson's on there. I say Kelly Clarkson. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not a rapper or a famous hip-hop artist. Yeah. Um, do you have, like, a favorite on here? Uh, of the original? Of this. Yeah, of these. Of, of this. Um... Like, I heard you listening to it earlier today, so I don't know if anything caught your fancy. I mean, I really love Regina Spector because of her voice. Uh, and, you know, I'm not gonna lie, like, a lot of people hate on Kelly Clarkson, but... Yeah, she did a good that version. That bitch has range. She did a good version of It's Quiet Uptown. Yes, I like that one. Yeah, I like the, um, what is it? Um... But, is the Immigrants one on here? Yeah. yeah. The Immigrants song, I... I I couldn't remember if that was released before or after the album, but that's a very, very good one. I really like that one. They did a music video for that. That was part of the drops. We'll get to that later. Yes, I watched um, that. 
the Dear Theodosia with Regina Spector and Ben Folds is one of my favorites on here. Yeah. But truth be told, I think the original artist from like the cast album sound better than the like the named people. Yes. Um I do I do agree. I do I I don't want to slam anyone because obviously they're doing shit that I can't do. Mm -hmm. But the Broadway cast, they have amazing voices. Mm -hmm. And not saying anyone here doesn't have an amazing voice, but I like it. I like the original better. Yeah. Same. It's nice. It's cool to hear, like, people's take on it, but I I just rather listen to the, uh, the original album. I agree. But what I also like is, like, Usher is the main one that sticks out in my mind. Mm. He does wait for it because Lin-Manuel modeled that song after Usher's. Yeah, exactly. And then there's a Mob Deep song. Uh, That might be a Hamilton drop. But, like, he samples that one of their songs in the play, and he, like, had to get the rights to that song. Because like he can blatantly rips off a piece of the music, but he's he does it as an homage. Like, yeah, because he he loves music. Yeah. It, There's so many shoutouts to like most of these recording artists, so he like gives them a chance to do the songs themselves. Charles, not right now. I do really find the Cabinet Battle Three interesting. Like that's one of my yes. favorite parts of this because it's like it's a one that wasn't scene. actually in. The but play. I would have preferred if instead of Lin Manuel doing all of the parts himself, if he actually got David Davi Diggs and uh, whoever played Aaron Burr, I can't remember his name, Ramos, Anthony Ramos. Uh, no, that was um, uh, Leslie Odom yeah. Jr. If he got like the actual people to do their parts instead of him, because it's kind of hard to tell who's talking without yes. hearing the separate voices, because he's just like having an argument with himself. But it, the lyrics are really good, and I like listening to that song. Which, now we're going to talk about the Hamill Drops. Yeah. Which is done on YouTube, yeah. mainly, I, I think. think. He, yeah, usually they release them on YouTube. He also tweets them out and stuff every month. Yeah, I don't have that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. so I just notice on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And in a tweet post about a month before the mixtapes release, Lin-Manuel Miranda implied that the album's release on December 2nd would only be the first volume, hinting at a volume 2 to be released released later. However, about a year later, Miranda admitted he was having trouble compiling a second album that satisfied him as much as the first mixtape and canceled the second volume, announcing that instead he would be releasing 13 tracks once a month over the following year, he referred to these as Hamel Drops. Mm-hmm. Originally, they were supposed to be done, like, during the month. Like, once a month one would come out, but he's missed dates. And, like, he's released two in months before. Uh, he's kind of busy. Yeah. Uh, the first one was Ben, Flank- ben Franklin's song by the Decemberist. On December 14th, 2017, the same day as announcing the Hamel Drops, Miranda announced that the first one would be Ben Franklin's song by the Decemberists. The song lyrics are taken from lyrics to an unused Hamilton song that Miranda had written with the band in mind. The finished track had lyrics written by Miranda and music written by the Decemberist frontman Colin Milloy. The song was released the, the following day. 
and has received war was received warmly by fans and historians alike. Yeah, when this song came out, I was like, "Holy crap! They're doing more than just like the mixtapes. They're adding yes. like new flavor and like letting artists kind of play with the whole Hamilton thing." And I really like this song, even though by now I've kind of forgot about it because it's been close to a year, and there's been so many more songs. But this one's a really good one. I agree. Um, I haven't listened to it in a while. I the next song, the "Wrote My Way Out" remix by Royce. Five nine. Royce the five nine. Joiner Lucas and and Black Thought featuring Aloe Black. Mm-hmm. I know none of those people, so I'm <laughs> sorry if I said your name wrong. No, no offense. On January 26, twenty eighteen, Miranda released a remix of "Wrote My Way Out" from Hamilton. A few days earlier, on the nineteenth, he released a music video on YouTube for the version of the mixtape. I really like this one. It is... This is the one that samples Hurricane? Yes. And they did a really good job. I liked it. I, I No complaints. Yeah. I like the, the Nas one, maybe, better. Because I, at least I know who Nas is. <laughs> and it also has Lim well, they, actually in it. I think that is the one with Nas in it. No. The one on the original mixtape has Nas in it, oh. and then Royce the Five Nine and those guys did a oh, remix mix. Oh, to that, that one, one okay. adding their own lyrics. But both of them are really good. I just like the Nas one better. Yes, um, I like both of them. Then next, the Hamilton Polka, <laughs> obviously Weird Al, on March second, twenty eighteen referred to as February 30th by Miranda because he missed his February release date. Um, A polka medley of songs from the musical recorded and arranged by Weird Al was released. This one's probably my favorite. Okay. If you don't want to listen to all of Hamilton, which I understand it's a dedicated like two hour listen, but most people can waste two hours doing something very easily. Uh, if you want to hear the whole entire song in, I think... The whole, the whole story in five yeah. and a half minutes or something? Yeah, it's, I think it's less than ten minutes, mm-hmm. it, whatever it is. You can listen to that song and... And get a laugh and actually get a lot of the story. Exactly. You get the whole story in that amount of time. And it's Weird Al. I mean, what's not to look? Exactly. Well, I wasn't allowed to listen to Weird Al <laughs> as a child, so I only got into Weird Al as an adult. When we went and saw him live. Exactly. And a little before. Yes. The next song is Found Tonight with Miranda and Ben Platt, which I'm going to throw this out here because most people are like, Ben Platt, who the hell is that? Pitch Perfect, he's the nerdy magician guy. <laughs> yeah. That's him. And then he was also on Broadway in Dear Evan Hansen. Yep, it's coming up in this... So, there you go. Um, on March 19th, 2018, Miranda released a mashup of songs, Story of Tonight from Hamilton, and You Will Be Found from musical Dear Evan Hansen, sung as a duet with Ben Platt. A portion of the proceeds are being donated in support of the March for Our Lives initiative. The following weekend, Miranda and Platt performed the song together with frequent... Miranda collaborator Alex Lacrimore. Lacrimore? Yep. Who had also orchestrated both shows at the March of Our Lives rally in Washington, D.C. on March 24th. 
Yeah, in Act 1 we probably should have mentioned Alex Lacamoire, because he wrote a lot of the songs with Lynn and did all of the piano like music for the show. Yeah, <laughs> but you get that if you watch the PBS yeah. thing. So you so should you have should... done that by now. Exactly. Um, this is tied for my top favorite song for the mixtapes. Yeah. Well, out of every Hamill drop in mixtape, this one and the next song we're going to talk about mm-hmm. are my top favorite. Yeah. And then after that is the polka. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see Dear Evan Hansen. Listening to the album doesn't really get you there because there's a lot of talking in it. And it's all you miss like all the dialogue. <laughs> Yeah, I um, I have started listening to Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, it's hard to get the... Like, in Hamilton, the whole thing is sung and rapped and everything, Correct. so you can get the whole story. But with that, you miss, like, all the conversations, so it's kind of hard to follow the story. So you kind of have to see it live. But with Hamilton, you don't. You can just listen to the album and kind of know what's going You're on. You're only missing one thing. Yeah. One little short minute scene. Um, but this these songs mesh well together, mm-hmm. and... They support a good and cause. And Ben Platt has a beautiful voice. Because yeah. this was after the that Florida school shooting. Yes. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the school right now. But shame on you, Parkland. Parkland. Yeah. <laughs> I had a glass of wine. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm drunk. My memory is shot. Um, but no, it it's a really good song. I I'm a big fan of this one too. It, it's kind of a tearjerker it really when you is. see the live one, uh, the one with all the kids yeah, around. Where they're and... performing at the march. Yeah. yeah. It's a Check that out on YouTube. Then the next one, First Burn, featuring Ariana Afsar, Julia Harriman, Lexi Lawson, Rachel Ann Go, and Shoba Narayana. Sorry if we said your name yeah. wrong. No offense. We just are really bad, bad at pronunciation. On April 30th, 2018, Miranda released a preliminary version of the song Burn, performed by five singers who are, were currently at the time or had previously played Eliza in the Broadway play. And like I said, this is this one of is, my top one. Oh my god, I love this. The song in the musical is one of my favorite parts of the musical and like i really love this rendition of the song and actually and him letting like the people that played her shine in the video it's really cool and like their voices blend so well together and they all i mean i don't know much about singing or anything like that but you can tell like some of them have a little bit higher voice Mm -hmm. or a little bit lower voice and when they sing in the song, it's just... Yeah. They when did they it. harmonize, like, at, towards the end of the song. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. The next song is Helpless, performed by The Regrets. On May 31st, 2018, a punk cover of Helpless was released. And... This is a good one, too. <laughs> this is probably under the polka. Yeah. Because I love punk rock. Yeah. I mean, the polka... And the rest of these songs I like for different reasons, just because it's fun. It's something yeah. different, and it's Weird Al. But, like, First Burn's probably my favorite just of, like, actual musical, like, like just a song I can listen to. Oh, yeah. I, this... On YouTube, First Burn <laughs> and Found Tonight, so both of them are probably yeah. on my top played. Uh, but Helpless, I also love that song in the play. And, like, this, this is a really cool version 
like having a punk kind it's like yeah. female singer. it's all female yeah. band it looks like i i honestly don't know I anything don't know. about the regrets. i should listen to more of their stuff but yes yeah, this is a really cool take on the song but the problem is, is once you start listening to Hamilton, if you fall in love with it, <laughs> like if you listen to something Hamilton, then you want to go back and <laughs> no, listen to the regular listen to album. The rest of it, yeah. It's a very vicious cycle that they have not found how to break. So if right. anybody knows how, please contact us at drinkingeekout.com. At gmail.com or yeah. on Twitter at drinkingeekout. Yes, because I have a problem. <clears throat> I'm sure Lynn Manuel is aware of it. That's why he releases a new song every month to get you to go back and listen to the album all over again. Uh, next is Boom Goes the Cannon by Mob Deep. On June 18th, 2018, Miranda released Boom Goes the Cannon, a song written and performed by the rap duo Mob Deep. The release of the song was nearly a year after Mob Deep member Prodigy passed away with Miranda tweeting, rest in, pre- rest in peace, Prodigy, thank you, Havoc. So this was kind of a tribute to a member of Mob Deep that had passed away, so he released it around the time of his death. It's an alright one. It's not one of my favorites, but I do like it still. Mm-hmm. I like how they utilize Boom Goes the Cannon like lyrics from the play, and then like, yes. made a song around it. And and it's a it's a nice tribute. Yeah. Like, I thought it was. All right. July's Hamill drops were delayed to the last week of August. The first one was Rise Up, Wise Up, Eyes Up, a Hamilton-inspired piece by Ibeel. I don't know. And I like that song. I listened to it earlier. The second was YouTube music video of Andre Day's cover of Burn. From the original soundtrack. And you should totally watch that video because you... I can't remember if I've watched that or not. Oh, it's good. It it shows you, like, someone in real life going through what she was going through back then. Like, you find out your husband's cheating. Your Mm -hmm. first thought is, I'm going to kill him. And I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill everybody. And then you go, and you're like, no, I can't. You go back, and you're just sad because the person that you love the most cheated on you, and you thought you were the only one, and you weren't. And it's sad. I'll have to check that out, I guess. Yeah. Next, on September 20th, 2018, it says Miranda. Miranda. Miranda released a forgotten spot, Olvidado. Featuring Puerto Rican singer Zion and Lennox, D. La Ghetto, Ivy Queen, PJ Sensuala, and Luchetquita. Lucita? I don't know. Lucita? No, there's two C's in it. Lucita? Lucita. I don't know. Benzites. And this one was like a year anniversary from the Puerto Rico hurricane. Yes. And it's all in Spanish. Yeah. Except for the forgotten spot in the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I I like the music. I have no idea yeah. what they're saying. I wish I expected like kicked out of Spanish. Because it's a beautiful I, song. Yes. But yeah. If you know Spanish, listen to the song, translate it for me. Uh, you should send it to Liz. She kind of knows <laughs> she probably, Spanish. Yeah. But that would take a while. Um, and then, f- for now, finally, on October 30th, 2018, a cover 
of a deleted reprise of Dear Theodosia, performed by Sarah Bareilles. Barely is it Bareilles? Bareilles, yeah. Was released. she also wrote um, Waitress? Did she the Broadway play? Oh, I, the play, I, not the movie. Okay. The the play. I think she did all the music for. Interesting. It. I think. I don't hold me to it, but I'm pretty sure she's we'll the fact one. Check you on that. Well, fact check myself, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure she did. Just like you fact checked me on the island that. Oh yeah, uh, FYI, uh, Hamilton is not from Puerto he Rico. He's basically from Puerto Rico. <laughs> He's like a neighbor of Puerto Rico. It's Saint Crew or Cro- Creek Crew. Crow. 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 C R O I X. Cricks. It's near Puerto Rico, but it's not Puerto it's a Rico. Virgin Island, which is Puerto Rico. <laughs> At the time, I don't know if we owned it. Uh, but it's really short. It's like two minutes or two and a half minutes. I like Sarah Bareilles. And it's a really good song. I like that, like, this is another track that was deleted, f- like, written for the play, but yeah. didn't It was. Like, it's didn't kind of a cut. longer version. Well, not a longer version, a it's a reprise that's supposed to come later in the play that yeah. kind of tells the story, okay... What happened to yeah, his wife. This is... Dear Theodosia is about when you're born, like, that... Like, Theodosia was just born, and it's, like, the story of, like, getting to know her and stuff, and now in Theodosia reprise, her mother just died, and now he's kind of trying to tell her about that. Her mom, yeah. yeah. So it's a really beautiful song. On November 20th, 2018, Cheering For Me Now, a new original song with music by Broadway composer John Kander and performed by Miranda, was released with an accompanied video. This is the video where Lynn is on stage. It's like all black and white. I think he's on yeah. Broadway stage, isn't he? Yeah, I I assume so. I, I mean, I've never been to the Broadway sh- stage, so I don't know. But yeah, it's... Going between present time and the period of the play. Yeah. And he's basically taking on the role of Hamilton, the song. And they're cheering for me now in the streets after the war and all, like... Yeah. After and he's died. Now now people are cheering for him. Yeah. Even though it's, a, it's a very Broadway song. Yeah. It's... You hear it and you go, oh, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep, that's a, that's from a play or something. Yep. But it's really not. It's cut out of a play. I don't even know if he wrote it for the play or just wrote it about what happened after the play. It also it takes from the song. I think it's just called New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one we have on December twenty first, twenty eighteen. One last time, forty four remix was released as the final Hamill drop. It is a remix of One Last Time featuring vocals from original Broadway cast member Christopher Jackson. Baby Winans and 44th President of the United States, Barack Obama. I, I'm a big fan. One last time, I know I say this probably about all the songs, but one last time <laughs> is one of my favorites. Is one of my favorites. It really shows the relationship that Washington and Hamilton have. That Hamilton always wants to go, 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 and he's like, "Dude, just." Relax with me. Yeah. Please stop talking. Stop. And stop I, doing yeah. what you're doing. And it's like saying goodbye from For, the world to the world to his presidency and like learning to step away and just like let somebody else lead from now on. Yeah. Which with Barack Obama doing it and it's very sad. Yeah. 
of our it brings current meaning to, meaning to the song political standings but all of these are great songs definitely check them out most of them i think they're all on youtube or and i don't care what anybody says i love barack obama's voice <laughs> yeah he's got a, he should start doing voice. books for audible i think he reads his own book on there does he i have to i have to get that <laughs> um anything else no nope. on to the wine of the day the first wine let's wine it up wine it up wine it up and then wine it down no wind we'll it do down. that at the end. oh we're gonna <laughs> wine it up now <laughs> and then wind it, wind it down so this first wine is uh, once again from the federalists it is called dueling pistols and it's uh same thing or same place that did the hamilton is that what, what it was just called hamilton the one we did the first time the alexander hamilton i don't remember what it was called it was I, their first the part. the hamilton one was it, yes it is by the same winery uh but it was just the zinfandale this is a mixture of zinfandale and syrah i don't know if i say that right what's your name that's not how i spell my name (laughs) (laughs) that's how i pronounce it (laughs) but on july 11th 1804 off the hudson shore at wee hawkins the original federalist alexander hamilton was shot in a duel by aaron burr and died from his injuries since dueling is no longer socially acceptable (laughs) we suggest solving any differences over a glass of this duel Oh. Of Zinfandel and Syrah. It's spelled S Y R A H. Syrah. Syrah. It is balanced, bold, and spicy. This wine features <laughs> aromas of black cherry, blackberry, pepper, and spices. Uh, I guess we should talk about the bottle a little bit before I talk about because I was taking sips while you were reading that. Ah. That's. You were paling it? Well, we didn't even talk about the smell. We didn't talk about the color. You just started drinking like pale dead. I'm all alone here. I'm just going to start drinking whatever I feel like. It's not like you're going to drink any of it. So we've got, on the bottle, we've got two pistols. Old timey. Honestly, every single label for the Federalist, it all looks like our money. Yeah, it does. It, ha- it looks <laughs> like it's on parchment. And like, like, yeah, it, it looks like our money. It has embossed paper. guns that are crossed, like yeah. what you would expect for dueling rifles. Real old school guns. And at the top, it says, I'm pretty sure it says, like, made in the U.S. and gold. It's really hard to made, see. Yeah, it says made in the United States of America. and Which is the same lettering as our money. And then it has our eagle for our money. Eagle. And it says, out of something. It kind of cuts it off. Yeah, it's on our money. I don't remember. Uh, vintage date, 2015. Yes. They had another one, which I probably should have got too, to n- taste the differences. It was a 2014. It's not like we're going to know. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a wine connoisseur. I don't know what it's supposed to taste like. It might taste different. It says, perhaps the most famous quarrel in American history was resolved when original Federalist Alexander Hamilton was mortally wounded in a duel by his political nemesis, Aaron Burr. Spoiler alert for the end of this episode of the podcast. Or if you never paid attention to (laughs) any history class in the United States of America. Uh, To pay homage to this legendary American face-off, we crafted a duel of Zimbadel and Syrah. 
with a bright cherry jam aroma and big fruit flavor es enhanced by hints of spice and balanced acidity. We hope to inspire you to solve your differences in a much more enjoyable and socially acceptable ways. You said most of that part. Yeah, they just reworded it. Uh, very classy, very cool bottle. Yes. Uh, the wine color is dark, like I, black almost. What I called it before we were, were recording it is it is the dark night with a hint of blood. The hint of blood. After he's been in a bottle battle with Joker, or bottle, something. bottle, <laughs> the Joker put him in a bottle. <laughs> they were in. Uh, I'm noticing, like as I tilt it, you can see on the glass that it kind of stays there and runs down. The viscosity mm -hmm. kind of drips down, so it's a little thicker, maybe. The ABV is 15, percent so not for anybody who's a lightweight. Sheesh. I definitely noticed the cherry smell. There's also a hint of like oak or something from the maybe the barrel that it was aged in. It's kind of woodsy. Yeah, unfortunately, drier wines always smell like wood to me. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say I get a strong blackberry or cherry smell. There's definitely a hint of fruit. I just yeah, it just smells. Assumed it was cherry. It just smells sweet. What does it taste like? Do you get a hint of pepper and spices? I get it's very dry, definitely. Yeah, it's like dry to my mouth out. Um, and there's a hint. Uh, there's the fruit flavor, and some kind of bar like bark, like tree bark. <laughs> yeah, I, w I always feel like when you drink a drier wine, it dries your mouth out, and then it tastes exactly like the tree it came mm. from. But it is sweet. It still has some sweetness to it. That must be like a fifty-fifty blend. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can honestly say I've never had a Syrah, or ever. Mm -mm. I've had Zinfandales. The Zinfandale was the last one, so. And I still have, I can pick that out a little bit, but there is a different note to it. Yeah. I don't really notice any spices or anything. Yeah, well, it specifically says pepper. Hmm. There's a, the alcohol. I can taste a lot of that, the, the 15%. But it's not like it's got a burn to it or anything. It's yeah. just there. It's not like a shot of whiskey. <laughs> no. Burns all the way down. It burns so bad. So vivino. dot com. That's I guess the uncorked or untapped of wine. Two thousand one ratings with a four point one out of five. For any people that aren't wine drinkers, uh, you can make a berry reduction sauce out of this and then eat it on pancakes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what you did. This person because you cooked the alcohol. Gave it a five and says, great cab. The label makes it look like a publicity stunt, but it actually delivers a nice bouquet of long-lasting finish. It's not a cab, and I don't know what they're talking about publicity stunts. Right. So maybe they're drinking something else. <laughs> Flavorful and full-bodied Zin blend, says this other dude. Jet says, cherry, wood, and dust in the nose. Soft in the mouth with fruit and the expected pepper. Finish is moderate in length with no unpleasant aftertaste. And gave it a four. Oh, most people like it. Yeah. I, I pretty much agree with that, except for I'm not noticing any pepper. Maybe because it is, has been open, but no. Even when I made it into a reduction sauce, I didn't get any spices, really. Yeah. So, I would probably give this a four as well, because there just basically because of the dryness to it yeah i like the fruitness fr or the fruitiness 
but there's that that dry wood flavor that kind of detracts a little bit from my enjoyment but overall if you're definitely if you like the style of beer or wine i'm used, <laughs> I'm used to saying beer uh i would recommend it but yeah. for me just getting into wine it's not like a gonna be a go-to yeah drier wines are the wines you get into after you've been drinking wine for a long time you usually start with like the fruity sweet stuff that's yeah. like juice and then you like once your palate expands you get into it's, the it's just like beer stuff. you yep. start with the water beer well, and then then you get into the like sweet fruity ones then you get into those ones that are so bitter that they don't even seem like beer anymore yep okay i'm gonna try to read this really fast but i did have half a glass of wine so yeah you're gonna slur your words Previously on Hamilton. The musical begins with the company summarizing Hamilton's early life as an orphan in the Caribbean. After arriving in New York in 1776, he meets Aaron Burr, John Lawrence, Marquis de Lafayette, and Hercules Mulligan, and impresses them with his rhetorical skills. They affirm their revolutionary goals to each other. Angelica Eliza Peggy are then introduced. King George then insists he his authority during the New York and New Jersey campaign. Hamilton accepts a position as George Washington's aide-de-camp instead of field command. Hamilton marries Eliza as his sister, as her sister, Angelica, suppresses her feelings for the sake of their happiness. Burr reflects on Hamilton's swift rise while considering his own career in more cautious style. John Lawrence duels General Charles Lee with Hamilton and Burr as their seconds. Lawrence injures Lee and Lee yields. T Hamilton is temporarily suspended by Washington over the duel but recalled to help plan the final siege of Yorktown. Soon after the victory of Yorktown, Hamilton's son Philip is born. While Burr has a daughter, Theodosia, Hamilton receives word that his friend Lawrence has been killed in a seemingly pointless battle and throws himself back into his work. He co-authors the Federalist Papers and is selected as Secretary of Tre Treasury by newly elected President George Washington. Angelica moves to London with her new husband. Good job. Song number 24, What Did I Miss? There's a letter on my desk from the So, Jefferson returns from his trip over to France, and immediately, according to the song, is picked by Washington to be Secretary of State. Great. And, as we find out, will become Hamilton's new rival, basically, right away. Yeah. They have difference of opinions on most things. Uh, pretty much everything. <laughs> I think if it's... I, I don't know if they've ever agreed. And I think that's in a later song. <laughs> yep. Um, and then we see their new rivalry right away in the next song, which is Cabinet Battle Number One. When Hamilton forgets, his plan would have the government assume state sense. Now place your bets as to who that benefits. The very seat of government where Hamilton sits. Not true. Oh, if the shoe fits, wear it. If New York's in debt, why should Virginia bear it? Uh, our debts are paid, I'm afraid. Don't tax the South, because we got it made in the shade. In Virginia, we plant seeds in the ground. We create. You just want to move our money around. This financial plan is an outrageous demand, and it's too many damn pages for any man to understand. Stand with me. 
So that is Jefferson's side of things. He doesn't want to be taxed or states to be taxed. Because his labor is free, but he doesn't pay for labor. Which we find out in Hamilton's verse. A new line of credit, a financial diuretic. How do you not get it? If we're aggressive and competitive, the union gets a boost. You'd rather give it a sedative. A civics lesson from a slaver. Hey, neighbor, your debts are paid because you don't pay for labor. labor. We plant seeds in the south. We create and keep ranting. We know who's really doing the planting. And another thing, Mr. Age of Enlightenment, don't lecture me about the war. You didn't fight in it. You think I'm frightened of you, man? We almost died in the trench. Well, you were off getting high with the French. Thomas Jefferson is kind of a party dude. <laughs> and he also has lots of children. Then we have Take a Break as track 26. Alexander, Hi. it's good to see your face. Angelica, tell this man John Adams spends the summer with his family. Angelica, tell my wife John Adams doesn't have a real job anyway. You're not joining us, wait. I'm afraid I cannot join you upstate. Alexander, I came all this way. She came all this way. All this way. Take a break. You know I have to get my plan through Congress. So uh, Angelica comes to visit from London, where she's living, and they want Hamilton to take a break from his job to yeah, and spend the summer with his family. And <laughs> they say John Adams does it, but John Adams is the vice president. Vice president doesn't really have to do anything, whereas yeah. Hamilton has to actually work to keep his job. Yeah, well, and he's trying to push that. The new tax plan through Congress and yeah. the whole banking system is basically tr he's trying to create. Yep. Um, and if he doesn't, then he loses his seat. So he chooses to stay home by himself. And work on his new plan, which leads to more trouble in track 27. Say no to this. My husband's doing me wrong, beating me, cheating me, mistreating me. Suddenly he's up and gone. I don't have the means to go on. So I offered her alone. I offered to walk her home, she said. You're too kind, sir. I gave her 30 bucks that I had socked away. She lived a block away, she said. This one's mine, sir. Then I said, well, I should head back home. She turned red. She led me to a bed that her legs spread and said, stay. So we can all figure out where that's headed. <laughs> <laughs> um, to, no, we're good. <laughs> um, yep, so Hamilton cheats on his wife. Her husband shows up and says you can keep seeing my whore wife but you have to pay me for it yeah which he does <laughs> so he gets blackmailed by this guy that leads us to the room where it happens track 28 two virginians and an immigrant walk into a room diametrically opposed pose they emerge with a compromise, having open doors that were previously closed. Rose. The immigrant emerges with unprecedented financial power, a system he can shape however he wants. The Virginians emerge with the nation's capital. And here's the pièce de résistance. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. So that's Aaron Burr talking about Jefferson meeting up with Hamilton and deciding 
how to get this plan through Congress. Yep. How Jefferson's to... opposed to it, obviously. Yeah. And so Hamilton and them strike a deal. Yeah, to move the capital closer to Virginia. Yep. And then it doesn't matter because Hamilton is going to put the banks wherever the capital is. Yeah, and he's if he has the banks, he doesn't. It doesn't matter where the capital is. He has the money. So exactly. It, it, it's a good it was deal. a win. It was a win-win yeah. for Hamilton, and he just literally manipulated Jefferson yeah. into doing exactly what he wanted. And then you hear um, Burr getting jealous over this because he wants to be part of these conversations. He wants to. This is where he starts getting very dark. Yeah. In the play. Like, he's getting angrier, more jealous of Hamilton, and he pretty much just, like, stews about it yeah. constantly. This is what is described as the I Want song, I think. In Every play has an I Want song. And we heard Hamilton's earlier. Now we get Burr's. Like, he wants the power. Yeah, like, he wants to be a part of all these decisions, but hasn't made himself the type of person that you need because he just stands back and he just he, watches everything yeah. he doesn't do anything he, he waits for it then we have the skylar defeated this is a short track number 29 let's meet the newest senator from new york new york our senator burr since when are you a Democratic Republican? Since being one put me on the up and up again. No one knows who you are or what you do. They don't need to know me. They don't like you. Excuse Old me? Wall Street thinks you're great. You'll always be a doormat. So Burr switches parties because he can seize an opportunity to take the Senate seat. Yes. And back then, the party system was not what it is now, <laughs> which... People get construed because they're like, Republicans do this, yeah. Democrats do this. They kind of flipped at some point. Yeah. And uh, this pisses off Hamilton, and it kind of explains Hamilton's view of Burr as, like, you don't have any beliefs. You just do whatever it is to save your own ass, basically. It's like, yeah. Whatever help suits you at the time is what you're going to do. He yeah. Because Burr has never stood for any kind of point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's... Whatever will get him to the next step in the line. Yeah. He's not thinking about, okay, what's going to be good for me and the country. It's what's going to be good for me, mm -hmm. and that's it. Then we have Cabinet Battle Number 2 as track 30. You must be out of your goddamn mind if you think the president is going to bring the nation to the brink of meddling in the middle of a military mess, a game of chess where France is queen and kingless, who signed a treaty with a king whose head is now in a basket. Would you like to take it out and ask it? Or should we honor our treaty, King Louis' head? Uh, do whatever you want. I'm super dead. Enough. Enough. Hamilton is right. Mr. President. We're too fragile to start another fight. But, sir, do we not fight? And that is where they decide that they're not going to go and help France with the war that they're fighting because they have nobody that's leading them yeah. because everybody's dead. Yeah, they signed a treaty with France that, okay, France is going to help us with the war, and then once they go to war, we're going to help them. But That the was made with the king. The king, and he has been decapitated. decapitated. <laughs> so, and they the... 
United States at this time is a mess. Like the war, they're just trying to get warrior there, whatever, just trying to get like build themselves and come up with their own constitution, like their own government. They, their own they government. Just finished the war of independence. They can't start another war in with to help France because like we're they have. I mean, like they say in the song, they're pretty much just rioting. Yeah, and. Until they figure out whether or not they want another king or ki- queen or yeah. go to a Once different Once they figure out who they, who's going to lead and what they're going to do, then we can step in and help. But at this time, the, it's there's no point. And number 31, Washington on your side. Somebody has to stand up to his mouth. If there's a fire you're trying to douse, you can't put it out from inside the house. I'm in the cabinet. I am complicit in watching him grabbing and power and kissing him. Washington isn't going to listen to discipline dissidents. This is the difference. This kid is out. Oh, this immigrant isn't somebody we chose. Oh, this immigrant's keeping us all on our toes. Oh, and show these veterans who they're up against. Jefferson and Madison are conspiring against Hamilton. Yes. Um, Washington is kind of protecting Hamilton up until now. Yes. I don't know. I like that part of the track just because it shows Davy Diggs' skills at rapping. <laughs> yes, he's very talented. And Jefferson just literally hates everything about Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And so he's and he knows how strong Hamilton is. So if you let, give him any inch, he'll take a mile. So he's there to like kind of stomp him out. Yes, he wants to get Hamilton out of any seat of power by any means possible. And since at this point Hamilton controls the money, yeah, they're trying to follow the money and see where it leads, as the song says. To and then they find out where the money. Yeah, where because Hamilton's spending weird amount of money. Yes. He's moving money around mm-hmm. like laundering. They find out why he's moving this money around, and they're going to confront him. Eventually. Uh, next we have One Last Time. So uh, this is track 32, and this is where uh, we were just talking about in the uh, Hamel Drops. Mr. President, they will say you're weak. No, they will see we're strong. Scripture says, everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. They'll be safe in the nation. So that's Washington stepping down from president after he did four years. Well, no, he did two two four year terms. Yeah. Yeah. So this song also includes uh, Washington's original letter. Yeah, parts of his original stepping down letter. That and Hamilton writes for him, or helps him write. I forget. Somebody else started it, and I can't remember who started it now. Um, and Hamilton actually finished it. He mm-hmm. didn't write the whole right. thing. I'm guessing the song just includes the part Hamilton wrote, yeah. though, because it's only like four or five lines. But it's kind of cool that they include the actual words from Washington in mm-hmm. the song. And then we have your favorite returning. The King. King comes back in track uh, number 33. 33. I know him. 
they say George Washington's yielding his power and stepping away Is that true? I wasn't aware that was something a person could do I'm perplexed Are they going to keep on replacing whoever's in charge? If so, who's next? There's nobody else in their country who looms quite as large. John Adams. <laughs> I know him. I know him. Uh, so that's kind of a funny song because the king's like, oh, I didn't know people could just step, step down. down. I thought <laughs> you just did this till you died and then your son took over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what we were trying to get away from is having you know a king for ever right and that yeah and that's kind of what one last time goes into that like like we have to learn to to move on to the next leader and kind of keep moving the country forward not just have the same people continuing in power forever because having somebody in office for too long can be a good thing and a bad thing depending on what they're doing for the country yeah as a whole eventually their ideas get stale and like they the country just go like the new generation comes along and just moves past as you get older your ideas just become out of style and whatever this leads us to the adams administration which is the title of the next song and track number 34 and what's happening in uh history to the Adams administration, Jefferson's the runner-up, which makes him the vice president. Washington can't help you now no more, Mr. Nice President. Adams fires Hamilton, privately calls him Creole bastard in his taunts. Hamilton publishes his response. Sit down, John, you fat mother <laughs> Hamilton's out of control. There's a longer version of that that was cut from the play. Yeah, it's... uh. Not a very nice letter. <laughs> um, I remember hearing something about the Adams family, like his his lineage <laughs> <laughs> was not very happy with how everything was portrayed. Mm-hmm. So he actually cut it to make it not as angry. Right. But let's just face it. Hamilton didn't Did freaking not, like him. Not get along with, and, with Adams or uh, Jefferson. And he never held his tongue. Yeah. And now, back in those times, you, the two people running, one becomes president, the loser becomes vice president. It's, it's not a horrible system, to be honest. Uh, but it's, it's weird in a way because it's hard to work with somebody that you've been fighting with for the past two years because that's how long this But I feel like are. compromise would be... Right. easier when you have two opposing yeah. people trying to create a better country. Go on to track 35. We know. She courted me, escorted me to bed, and when she had me in a corner, that's when Reynolds extorted me for assorted me. I paid him quarterly. I made him more than <laughs> my prospects, but my papers are orderly. As you can see, I kept a record of every check in my check history. Check it again against your list and see consistency. I never spent a cent that wasn't mine. You sent the dogs after my scent. That's fine. Yes, I have reason for shame, but I have not committed treason and sullied my good name. As you can see, I have done nothing to provoke legal action. All my answers to your satisfaction. Wow. 
So they find out they followed the money, and this is where it led them. His books are all out of whack, but then he has an explanation for it, which is not a a not great. A, <laughs> I mean, it. He ends up. He's not spending. He's not embezzling money or doing anything. He's just paying this bribe, basically. Yeah, and he's doing it in a roundabout way to try and not. He's doing it out of his own pocket. Yeah. They just there was no record of these payments because he didn't want them to be on the books. Yeah. So then they, he he has an explanation for it that he's, yeah, he's been cheating and paying. And then for he it. asks everybody like, "Hey, you guys are going to keep I this a secret, it, but yeah, you got to keep it a secret. Ah, uh, please don't say anything." And pretty much they were like, "We're not going to say anything," but things like this truth, get out yeah, regardless. The truth always comes out. In a couple of tracks, you'll find out what happens. But first, we have Hurricane. This is kind of Hamilton trying to come to terms with what he did and try to figure a way out of this situation. Yeah. But this is track 36. I wrote my way out of hell. I wrote my way to revolution. I was louder than the crack in the bell. I wrote Eliza, love letters until she fell. I wrote about the Constitution and defended it well. And in the face of ignorance and resistance, I wrote financial systems into existence. And when my prayers to God were met with indifference, I picked up a pen. I wrote my own deliverance. In the eye of a hurricane, there is quiet for just a moment. A yellow sky. This goes back to the first track where we find out about, in Act One, that Hamilton wrote this story about a hurricane and that is what like ended up the town put up a collection and helped him get out so he could go to america and learn and because they knew he was smart and they wanted to help support him. him so he's saying i wrote my way out of that i can write my way uh, i wrote financial systems into existence like i i can write my way out of this situation which <laughs> kind of backfires yes which uh, is Trek 37, the Reynolds pamphlet. I'm not here for you. I know my sister like I know my own mind. You will never find anyone as trusting or as kind. I love my sister more than anything in this life. I will choose her happiness over mine every time. Put what we had aside. I'm standing at her side. You can never be I just have to bring this up in that last part where they're singing you're never gonna be president now the king from <laughs> england pops up and he's dancing yes. along with everybody else and it's like wait what uh, but he's happy because he hears about hamilton and realizes that he is a a bigger threat than most mm -hmm. other people but the Reynolds pamphlet was uh, Hamilton. I mean, it's an actual thing that you can look up and he read it. Hamilton confesses everything. Yeah, he confesses and publishes all the letters that they wrote back and forth to Mariah Reynolds. And, like, the whole thing is just thrown out in the open. And this destroys his career, basically. Because back then, if you cheat on your wife, you can not be president. But now you can do whatever you want. <laughs> now you can literally cheat on your wife constantly and mm -hmm. still be president if you go back and look at lin-manuel when he hosts saturday night live he does like a little hamilton skit during his monologue and 
looks at a picture of Trump and says, you're never, never going to be, be president. president no. Yeah, that's not as funny as it was. Yeah, it, it, it hurts more than anything. It's like, <sighs> you were wrong. This leads to my favorite track. I don't know if I've said that yet, but this one is my favorite. Yes. Um, this is track 38, Burn. You published the letters she wrote to you. You told the whole world how you brought this girl into our bed. And clearing your name, you have ruined our lives. Do you know what Angelica said when she read what you'd done? She said, you've married an Icarus. He's flown too close to the sun. You and your words obsessed with your legacy. So she's reacting to the Reynolds pamphlet in this song. She finds out what Hamilton did, and she is not super thrilled about it. No, she throws him out and literally burns all the letters he ever wrote. Mm -hmm. And Lynn felt like this was very important because nobody knows exactly what those letters contained because she burnt them all. All. Yeah, so in the song she even says, I'm burning the letters that might have redeemed you. Yeah. Because she's just she's done pissed. at this point. The thing is, they stay together, like they re- rekindle their relationship later in the play, and but she burned all the evidence to why that happened, and so yeah. we're left with just this song to kind of explain maybe what she's thinking at the moment. Yeah. I mean, she was hurt. Instead yeah. of him going, hey, honey, guess what I did? No, she did. he doesn't even tell her. He yeah, just... she finds <laughs> out with everybody else. Yeah. And, and I feel like that was more hurtful for her than just being told, like, hey, I got to come out with this. I don't think I've ever listened to this full song without getting choked up. Like, it, she, like just the emotion she conveys through yes. her voice. Like, I, I can't imagine seeing her sing this song because when we saw it live, it was it was like a different person, but it's it was, a very emotional song. Mm-hmm. She's literally burning this stuff on stage, like in a little bucket. Okay, that leads us to "Blow Us All Away," track thirty-nine. Come on, make me proud, son. My name is Philip. I am a poet, and I'm a little nervous, but I can't show it. I'm sorry, I'm a Hamilton with pride. You talk about my father, I cannot let it slide. Mr. Eaker, how was the rest of your show? I'd rather skip the pleasantries. Let's go. Grab your pistol. Confer with your men. The duel will commence after we count to ten. Count to ten. Look them in the eye, aim no higher. Summon all the courage you require. And slowly and clearly aim your gun towards the sky. One, two, three, four, five. So you'll recognize that little one, two, three, four, five from the Ten Duel Commandments. What happens here is George Eaker is besmirching Hamilton and Philip is just like his father wants to defend someone uh, someone's honor because Philip or Hamilton did this to George Washington and now Philip does it to Hamilton only the results are different yes and the next song track 40 is stay alive reprise I know for the sky I know save your strength and stay alive Taught you 
So throughout that whole song, you hear the bum bum, bum bum, the heartbeat, the heartbeat in the background, and then at some point it just stops. Yeah. And it's a tough t- song to get through. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, because Eliza has lost so much already, mm-hmm. and this uh, is her o- yeah. eldest son and her first child, her baby, who is doing stu- something stupid just like his father mm-hmm. would do. After Burn, the emotion of this song, you're just kind of getting drained at this point. <laughs> You're just dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> the emotional roller coaster is still happening, though. And then this will lead us to "It's Quiet Up Town," which is track forty-one. I actually, have two uh, songs from here, or two clips. Clips. If you see him in the street, walking by himself, talking to himself, have pity. And if you would like it uptown, it's quiet uptown. He is working through the unimaginable. His hair is gone gray, he passes every day. They say he walks the length of the city. You knock me out, I fall apart. Can you imagine? So we have Hamilton dealing with the death of his son mm-hmm. and trying to move on from that. And it's Angelica actually singing the song, like the main the, lead on the song. Yeah, um, because she's living it too. Mm-hmm. But you just see like how much he changes in just this song. Like he loses his son. He realizes all his actions have consequences. <laughs> led up yeah. to this, and it it hurts. I mean, he thought he was doing everything he was supposed to and it turns out that his actions earlier in life affected everyone look at where we are look at where we started I know I don't deserve you Eliza but hear me out that would be enough if I could spare his life if I could trade his life for mine, he'd be standing here right now, and you would smile, and that would be enough. I don't pretend to know. So this is where we assume that um, Hamilton and Eliza get back together. He asks for forgiveness. Yeah, he asks like... for forgiveness. He explains the situation, and he just want they they need each other at this point yeah they're mourning yeah they're the only two that know how the other one is feeling Mm -hmm. and they kind of bond over that and try to move on now check 42 the election of 1800 the people are asking to hear my voice the country is facing a difficult choice and if you were to ask me who i'd promote Jefferson has my vote. I had never agreed with Jefferson once. We have fought on like 75 different fronts. But when all is said and all is done, Jefferson has beliefs. Burr has none. Well, I'll be damned. So we have Jefferson and Burr running for president, and it's kind of at a stalemate, and they need 
they want Hamilton's opinion or they need Hamilton to decide in order to uh, pick the winner. Yeah. Cause his, his opinion is actually still worth something in America. Yeah. Even though, even though he's messed up, he's done so much for the country that people are still like, well, you kind of lead the Federalists, so what What do you think yeah. we should do? And, like, back at this time, I think if if the votes are close, Congress decides who is the winner. Yeah. And they needed Hamilton to give his opinion in order for it to go through. Mm-hmm. And he picks Jefferson, surprisingly, because he hates him. And Burr used to be his friend, but Burr kind of shat on him when he took Schuyler's seat in the Senate. Yeah. And well, and... Right then, he was like, oh, well, you really don't have yeah. an opinion of your own. Like, and he says, I don't agree with Jefferson, but at least he has beliefs. Yeah. Burr, I don't, he doesn't have any, like, there's nothing there. He's just a face. This takes us to track 43, Your Obedient Servant. Careful how you proceed, good man. Intemperate indeed, good man. Answer for the accusations I'll lay at your feet or prepare to bleed, good man. Burr, your grievance is legitimate. I stand by what I said, every bit of it. You stand only for yourself. It's what you do. I can't apologize because it's true. Let's stand, Alexander. We hawken dawn. Guns drawn. You're on. I have the honor. Obedient servant, and this those this song is actually written from their letters. Yeah, there's like multiple letters that they send back and forth. Burr is pissed at Hamilton because he picked Jefferson over him, and he's he's basically saying you've said this negative thing about me, and Hamilton is like you have to be more specific because I've said a lot of <laughs> negative things. Yeah, about and you. he itemizes everything. Yeah. He like numbers it, and he's like. Here, this is the past Here's thirty-five an years. List of everything that I've said about you. Um, which one of these are you? <laughs> are you mad about? Cause... And then he challenges him to a duel. Yeah, which brings us to track forty-four, best of wives. I don't actually have best in women. Thing, any, I don't have a any song to play with this because it's only like thirty seconds oh. long. The whole thing, so. Uh, basically, this is Hamilton waking up and trying to sneak out of the house. He's writing a letter to Eliza. and Eliza Explaining w- where he's yeah. going. What Eliza he's wakes up and he's like, um, I just have a lot of work to do. I uh, got a I'll, meeting I'll, out of town. I'll be back soon. And that's the whole song. Like the, yep. I couldn't. If I play, picked the clip, it would have been the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this goes to track 45, The World Was Wide Enough. So this is where the, the actual duel. Death doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes. History obliterates in every picture it paints. It paints me in all my mistakes. When Alexander reigned at the sky, he may have been the first one to die, but I'm the one who paid for it. I survived, but I paid for it. Now I'm the villain in what i like about the world is wide enough you did a clip kind of closer to the end yeah. but they actually like i thought that was a important moment in the it, song it is but they actually like have they this go through bullet, the whole uh, thing yeah. yeah bullet travel across the stage 
yeah. in a very interesting way. And it's uh, we've we get a look at Hamilton's thinking as the bullets coming towards him. Yeah, and it's like a flashback to previous moments in the play, and then like there, there's like a guy holding the bullet, basically yeah. making it go in slow motion, closer and closer, closer, yep. and as uh, Hamilton's verse just recaps and he's looking back at his life and all of the things that he's leaving behind and all this. And then we cut over to what Burr's thinking as well. And that's what we just listened to. And like, we don't really think about Burr's side of things. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about that moment is like, yeah, I won the duel, but he really lost everything I lost because my name, like his, his legacy is Done. that. Like I killed Alexander Hamilton. That's the one thing everybody knows about Burr. And his whole fam, like his lineage, that's all besmirched their name to that too. So it's it's very interesting how he and he says I'm the villain now. Yep. Even though like we had a, a there's been so many duels throughout history and like also a very emotional moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, if if you were to listen to two songs, forty five and forty six will get you to a point of crying yeah from 38 on there's like it, it yeah you're the second act is very sad mm-hmm. it it builds up and then it just crushes you yeah. and everybody knows the end result but it doesn't make it easier mm-hmm. and then we have track the final track is number 46 who lives who dies who tells your story and this is kind of brings everybody back but it's mainly eliza after the fact kind of what happens yeah and i've also got two parts for this who lives who dies who tells your story every other founding father story gets told every other founding father gets to grow old when you're gone who remembers your name who keeps your flame who tells your story so that's just a little clip to <laughs> like the main part of the song is, is just f like who who is responsible for your legacy who who writes these history books like early in the song we have history has its eyes on you but who's responsible for that history yeah because you're you usually don't write your own. Yeah, it's whoever's l- left. Left, like, and it's it's from their point of view, mm-hmm. and you know it might not be your point of view. But luckily, Hamilton wrote down his point of view quite often. <laughs> yeah, so. he, he wrote like he was right, running out of time. So we didn't so have to guess about his. There's plenty, yeah, that he left us. But there's also what the people around him did and how they carried on his name. Yes. And this next word is probably going to make you... Shut up! Of. We are more than that. I'm 
establish the first private orphanage in New York City. I will have to give myself <laughs> a moment. Uh, yeah, that throughout the play, we talk about how Hamilton's an orphan. They bring that up multiple times. So her establishing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> she she did the one thing that was the biggest hurt in his life and made it a positive mm-hmm. she lives another 50 years she was 97 holy shit yeah. it's a very emotional song especially if you pay attention like he talks constantly how he is an orphan and a bastard and has no family mm-hmm. And Eliza took that and made an orphanage so other children but, didn't have to feel yeah, that way. And not just that. Like, she does so much. And, like, Hamilton's all about how he doesn't have enough time to do anything. And she states, like, I keep asking for it and I keep getting more time so I can fulfill all the stuff you wanted to do and you didn't have time to do. And it's just crazy, like. She's she all, accomplished a lot yeah. and deserves her own. <laughs> yeah. Like, they could do a whole third act just about what she did after. Yeah. Because, like she said, she spoke again, out against slavery. slavery. She helped get Washington's statue up. She helped hundreds of children and soldiers and just continued fighting his mm-hmm. fight and actually accomplished almost more than he did Mm -hmm. and uh it's just like she lost her son so then she has all of these children through through this orphanage that she raises and it's just beautiful yep all right we had a chance to recover we're back with our final wine again from the federalist this is the zinfandel (laughs) they were all zinfandels well it, tur- it turned out that they're all Zinfandales. First, the, the Hamilton one was the bourbon, bourbon barrel aged. aged. Then the pistols was the Zinfandale and Syrah. Half and, half. and this one's just basic good old Zinfandale. Yep. From 2015. The Lodi Zinfandale has aromas of red fruits, plum, cherry, cinnamon spice, a good density, firm tannin structure. And a long, smooth finish. Alrighty. According to some wine experts. Okay. Well, the front label, once again, looks like our money. Money, money, money. Yeah, it actually has the picture of Washington from the dollar bill. Yes, it has George Washington. The eagle! The eagle's back. The eagle is embossed. And then it says, Lodi Zinfandale. Our delicious and daring Zinfandel is worthy of the big, bold grape from which it comes. Uh, so Lodi, I found this just now, is positioned between San Francisco Bay and the Sierra Nevada mountain range, the Lodi Appalachian, while relatively far inland, is able to maintain a classic Mediterranean climate featuring warm, sunny days and cool evenings. This is a base. This is because the Appalachian is uniquely situated at the end of the Sacramento River Delta, which brings chilly afternoons, Delta breezes to the area during growing season, and it's a source of 100-plus-year-old ancient Zinfandel vineyards. Oh, uh, well, I'm going to read the back label. It kind of contradicts what you say, but here. 
first president of the United States, general of the Continental Army, father of our country, it's no overstatement to say that George Washington is downright legend. All this makes George the perfect founding father to re represent the Federalist Zinfandel. Sourced from the moderate Mediterranean climate of the Lodi Appalachian with big, bold flavors of blackberry and plums, it's a true homage to a man, to the man himself. It is 15% ABV. Ooh, again, big one. Yep. Maybe that's small for wine. I don't know. Is that normal? I don't know. Who knows? We're not wine heads. We're beer people. Uh, but that doesn't really contradict what I said. It's just well, yours says it's from the United States. That says it's from the no, Mediterranean. It, the Lodi, yeah. You said San Francisco. Yeah, but I said it um, is able to maintain classic Mediterranean climates. But the Lodi is actually in, located in San Francisco Bay, but it just has the same climate as the Mediterranean because the, the region it's located in. Okay, I guess I wasn't understanding. Um, this one's a little clear more clear than last not much one. out in the kitchen you could see it like or if you kind of like look till it's not as thick looking as the last one so the syrah is a thicker i think so this, this has a little more purple hue it's not like black with blood in it it's it's got like a more cool yeah more i don't know thin i don't know thinner with uh more purple notes to it I don't know. I don't really have a color for it. Dark Knight. I mean, it's not quite Dark Knight. <sighs> yeah, but it's 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 very very dark, almost purple black. Yeah. K two S O. Smell that for me. I don't have the best sniffer, but it smells similar to the last one. But there's also like it's a lighter smell. Yeah. It, it's not as heavy. I don't really smell as much a... as the wood as the last one. Yeah, it you definitely get more of the fruity smell. Do you smell plum cherries or cinnamon? I definitely I get the the sweetness of the plums and blackberry mm -hmm. or the red fruits is what it says. Yeah, the red fruits. It smells different than the last. Yeah, I'm gonna taste it and see if it tastes different. Yeah, it. I mean, it has that wine flavor. I was compared to like vinegar. It's like that sort of, I don't know what it is about wine that bring, makes me think of coloring eggs. <laughs> <laughs> um, vinegars made by fermentation? Mm -hmm. So, must be the fermentation process. It always just takes me back to that. This one's a little, has a little more burn to it, but it also is, well, does, we... It does has, it dry your mouth out? Yes. But it's also warmer because this one has been sitting out since we yeah. poured the last one. So it's been out for like an hour. Yeah. Or half hour. Uh, probably about close to an hour. Yeah. Well, because technically you're supposed reds to... are supposed to be warmer. Yeah. That's why I left it out. But it's hard to compare the two. It it does taste sweeter, but it also has more of a burn to it. But that might just be because it's warmer. Yeah. That uh, That's coming out more. Like the alcohol, it, the ABV burn. But no, I... I think I enjoy this one more because I don't really notice that that ochre bark flavor. Woody, the woody sensation. And if you if it didn't say it, I wouldn't notice. But 
I I think I can pull out the cinnamon in this one. There's like that that hint there. I didn't know if there was spices in that one. But I mean that's what this website says. The wine.com says red fruits, plum cherry and cinnamon spice. Hmm. And I can get a hint of that. I mean it doesn't have like that burn that cinnamon does, but yeah. it has like that that smell on my palate. I don't, I don't really know how to s- describe it. <laughs> The mouthfeel of mouth cinnamon. Feel of spin- spinnamon. Cinnamon, because cinnamon burns. Yeah, that's that. I think that's what the burn is making me think of. Going back to Vivino, this one's only a three point nine out Ooh. of five, with two thousand two hundred and twenty-three ratings. All right. Dan, back in February, said definitely a three point nine. Not as bold as I expected. Open after an hour in a decanter, slightly smoky, med, med, med tannins, medium tannins, I guess that's probably short for, uh, lightly peppery, good price. We did not use a decanter. We just used the little bottle apparatus mm-hmm. that aerates it as we pour. Mm-hmm. Um, I know true wine drinkers frown upon that you gotta let them breathe in a decanter well i'm not gonna go buy one okay yeah. guys it's like a vase you gotta pour it into mm-hmm. like it, i don't know it's all weird to me that you have to like let wine breathe and pour it special ways there's probably certain beers that you're actually supposed to do that too i mean there are certain glasses you're supposed to use for certain beers to open them up for for different reasons but i don't think it's necessary it's really disagrees obviously <laughs> I do kind of get what he's saying with a slightly smoky. I almost mentioned that when I was when I was smelling it. Like there's a hint of burn, like burn something burnt, like smoky, just off the smell alone. If you like swaffed it around, I guess I don't get a strong. It's not strong. Smoke, nothing, yeah. nothing's really strong about this. But I can see what he means by smoky. The wine guy says medium ruby with overripe red fruit, peach, white pepper, and tar. What? <laughs> I don't think he's drinking the same wine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're drinking. Something you put a cigarette in? Uh, tar? <laughs> Ew. Medium, maybe that's just the color. I don't know. Medium tannins, medium uh, negative acidity, medium plus finish. Very good. I don't know all these terms. Uh-uh. But. Well, and there's different years, so if you're not. Yeah, that's true. This if is certain people aren't paying attention to the year, different years, they probably put different stuff in it. And different Aging years. different barrels gives it a different mm-hmm. flavor. Well, and what the soil mm-hmm. concentration is that the year. The will taste different. Uh, year yep. to year. Yeah. Is it, I mean, it goes with beer, too. There. There's certain beers that they come out every year and they taste different based on whatever hops mm-hmm. change from year to year or the malts or whatever. So I I understand. I just don't know enough about wine to really judge it yeah. based on anything. I don't have the knowledge base to do a wine episode every month to really learn. <laughs> Has somebody come teach you. Right. Get How? a sommelier or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. So. Just to wrap this up, I'm going to say I like this one more, but not as much as the bourbon barrel age one, because I know yeah. that bourbon barrel really helped this wine. Yeah. But um, I'm going to give this one like a 4.25. I 
So I think that's a great in between. I'm pretty sure I gave the last one a four and a half in the the one this episode of four. Yeah. So if I if I remember correctly, the Alexander Hamilton one, it it had a much fruitier taste, mm-hmm. but it had that nice, you know, alcohol kind of yeah. after it had flavor. That bourbon that I'm used to from like bourbon barrel aged stouts and stuff. Yeah. It's something I can grab onto that I recognize. Yeah. So if you're wine drinkers, you'll probably like uh, all of them yeah, because yeah. They're, they're a drier wine yeah. and they'll dry your damn mouth <laughs> out. And if you're not a wine drinker, then you'll probably like them still because they still have the fruitiness yeah, of it. Yeah, that kind of This is a good in-between <laughs> in wine. Yeah. That gets you to the super dry wines that, like... The moment you drink it, you're like, mmm, dry. Right. And I would say if you're a beer person, start with the bourbon barrel-aged one. Yep. And then go to the non-bourbon barrel this one that's not bourbon barrel-aged, and kind of compare them and kind of see And then do like. the dueling yeah. pistols. We yeah. kind of did it out of order. We had a surprise. <laughs> uh, my Yeah. I had a beer set up for this episode, and it went bad. So I just decided to go with the into our wine cellar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We had all these Federalist wines that it's need to be so. drink, drink up, drink up, and geek out. Um, so, on that note, I guess we can wrap this up. So stay tuned, and I think next week we're doing the summer movie wager. Ooh! So that's kicking back off, and then of course we're got to talk about the Avengers. We just watched that today, and. No spoilers, but it's great. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> um, we'll also give you the feels. Yeah, so we've had a lot of crying today. So very emotional <laughs> day. <laughs> we need to drink water. <laughs> we need to finish this bottle of wine. Um, but yeah, so stick tuned, stay tuned, whatever you want to say. Stay tuned. I want to say stick tuned. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um. And uh, I don't know. We got a lot of good stuff planned coming up, so just keep keep a lookout. Oh, Patreon! Gotta mention Patreon. I know I should have mentioned this earlier in the episode. Maybe I'll move this up in the episode. Uh, but our Patreon has bonus episodes, weekly bonus episodes of the Game of Thrones, right. hosted by Pale and Kayla. And Kayla. So if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, well, she's special guest, hosted by Pale. Hosted special by Pale. guest Kayla. Right. That is true. Uh, so if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, definitely check out our Patreon. For a dollar, you'll get an extra episode every month. And Game of Thrones is the first wave of episodes. You also get our backlog of episodes from... And the- if you donate $25, right, you get a t-shirt. Yeah, I'll give you a t-shirt. Um, but the reason I bring up the Patreon is because your podcast is on there. Oh, <laughs> our failed podcast. <laughs> That's more like it. Failed no, podcast. It's an exclusive Patreon. Three episodes of Confection Confessions. I love that podcast. I wish <laughs> it was still going. It, it, Shit happens. <laughs> well, babies happen and people move and it's just hard. Yeah. Shit happens. But, no, it's very enjoyable. I definitely recommend checking out their three episodes. We ramble. Yeah. <laughs> but they do what we do, just without beer. With candy, which is way better for me. Candy and soda, the one episode. Yes. I do love some soda. 
But so check out our Patreon. There's a bunch of shit on there. And um, donate a dollar. Donate a do- like if you're listening to this. What's a dollar? I'll I'll send you like a sticker or something if you donate a dollar also. Um. So and tell your friends. Tell your friends and re- your family. Review if... us. Follow us on all those They're things. Did you say alcoholics? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell your alcoholics. Tell your alcoholic friends. <laughs> tell your colleagues. Then they can have a drinking partner, and then you're not drinking alone. Uh, yep. I don't uh, think I should endorse that, <laughs> but we'll go with it. Until next time, drink, drink up, up and, and geek, geek out. out. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network. I just want to point out your grammar was completely wrong. You have E-D and then I-N-G. I didn't write this. Wikipedia did. Okay, well, the grammar's wrong. Don't talk about my grandma like that. Grandma. Grandma's dead. The products to pair it with. Oh, hold on. Oh. Before we get to the Pales pairings. <laughs> um, we'll talk about, we'll do that after I start uh, taking okay. it and get back to that but so you gotta cut that out yeah, whatever <laughs> you better cut out that part where i fucked up i'm not cutting out any of this you, better, you gotta learn how to do this we're you not gotta, editing you gotta edit everything you just gotta learn to talk no better. learn so, how to edit we got a lot of editing <laughs> lots of editing just a little bit no a lot of it you gotta cut a lot of stuff out that i said i gotta get this under two hours somehow um I'll cut out all that our crying and babbling. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a first for the the Green King Geek Out podcast. We had some crying on it. We had some feels, <laughs> lots of feels, emotions. It's not normal for this podcast. Okay.